You are, you are now tuning in to Reform Raza. Our aim is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Expect practical theology and a draw to be biblical. So if you ask us who we do this for, because this is for the last. This is Reform Rasa. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for continuing to join us. And in this conversation, as you guys notice, this is part two of where we left off last week. I am your host, Justin Corona, and alongside with me are my co-hosts. This is Martin Firme Velasquez. What up, everybody? This is Pastor Vic. And we welcome you again. So as as if you haven't already, go ahead. If, if, if this is your first time listening to this, go ahead and put pause. Go back and listen to the first part so that you could understand everything that we are talking about in the second part. So right now we're going to go ahead and continue the conversation that we left off last week. All right. And we'll see you guys at the other side. Um, so talking about all these, um, now let's talk about, you know, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Um, Lamont, you went on Facebook Live. I heard it. You know what I mean? You, you, your thoughts on Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, elaborate on that. Your, your guys' thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll start with Lamont and then with John. Um, for me, it's this. Why are we as Christians expecting a non-Christian organization to be Christian? Mm. I don't expect I don't expect non-Christians to be Christians. No, I, I expect the church to be Christians and to be the church. Yep. It is because it is to our shame that BLM as an organization exists. Mm-hmm. If the church would have stepped up and have done what, and specifically the white evangelical white reformed church would have stepped up to the plate and did what they were called to do, there will be no need for BLM as an organization. But because the church has been silent, God has allowed this organization, this non-Christian organization to rise up and to do justice in our place. It is to our shame that BLM as an organization is taking the lead in this area. It is the people of God, Micah 6.8. What does God require of you, old uh-huh. man, but to, love, to do justice, love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, we have not done justice. We hate mercy, and we walk arrogantly with God. Mm. With that being said, the BLM. Do I support the organization like financially? No, but would I? Would I? Do I support them? As in, am I thankful for them? Yes. Would I march with them? You bet I would, because that's like anyone that's going to march for Black Lives, aka my life and my kids' lives. I'm down for. I'm down with. That would be like me drowning and someone coming to save me. I go, hey, hold on. Are you a Calvinist? No, you a Christian? They're like, no, nah, man, but grab the life. No, nah, man, I don't, I don't, I, nope, 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 nope. I don't want you to because you're not a Christian. Number one, that's stupid. That's not even logical, nor is it biblical. And what are we doing? We sit up, we sit on the sidelines going, Jesus, do you look, look at those sinners. Look at them. They're all for, they're, they're pro-LGBTQ. Oh, they're Marxist. Oh, Jesus, look at those people. And then we look to our side and Jesus ain't near us. So we go, where's Jesus? Jesus is walking with the BLM protesters. Why? 
Because number one, Black Lives Matter because he created them. But second of all, he came to call those who know that they're sick. Jesus, his grace scares us. The grace of God scares us. The fact that his grace is free and it's unmerited and he gives it liberally scares us. We have the same issue as the Pharisees. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, that I'm not like those BLM organizers. Thank you that I'm not for pro, I'm not for LGBTQ and trans and Marxist. Thank you, Lord, that I I love you and I read my Bible. <laughs> and yet you got BLM people over there crying out to God, even if they don't know him, please bring justice. What's happening? Mm-hmm. You think God is more inclined to listen. So at the end of the day, BLM. The sentiment I 100% agree with because if they take it from the Bible, whether they know it or not. Genesis 1, 26 and 27, let us make man in our image. God created black bodies in, with dignity and worth and in honor and respect, right? He created black lives. So they're taking and they're standing upon a biblical found, a biblical principle, which is why one good thing is a, one, one reformed biblical principle is that we affirm what we can affirm. We build common ground, even with those who are not inside the church, who are not safe. So I can affirm Black Lives Matter. Yeah. When I when we disagree, we disagree, but I don't need to have to agree with someone 100% in order to walk with them and to work mm-hmm. for human flourishing in yeah. this country. Mm-hmm. So the, the organization, no, I don't agree with their, 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 their platform in full, but I do agree with some, such as Black Lives Matter. And guess what? I've heard Black. I've heard that truth from them more than I have my white brothers and sisters. Mm. And that's a problem. Yo, and I, and I think I don't know if you guys would all agree with me, but I think for me, it's helpful for me to to, to, to place these things in these categories. If you don't have these categories, then I don't know. But or if you don't agree with my categories, then it's different. But this is why I think having a view of two kingdoms is important okay and I don't I don't want to break that down but this is like a theological thing okay but but I what Lamar is saying is perfectly like aligned because like yeah we we shouldn't expect we shouldn't expect a secular organization to have Christian values they do because they're made in the image of God and because of natural law because of the heart the law reigns inside their heart so yes they all the good that they do is because they're made in the image of God um, so I'm not expecting them to do it so I guess to answer the question straight up like no um, I don't think I've ever I haven't even met one Christian that supports it as like an organization mm-hmm. as 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 like you're totally down with it you agree with it like you're you know you're you're giving money to it um whatever you know like i have never met one christian even like the ones that you would say oh yeah they're 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 totally for it like they would probably disagree a lot you know because we're christians number one before anything else but um the distinction of two kingdoms like god is ruler Christ is ruler of the church and and, and 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 God the triune God is ruler over creation so the ordinary and and, and, and the sacred the the you know so so I think those categories are, are very important in this conversation because I don't have to support them 
and and and, bring, and and even even like Christianize the organization for me to 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 be able to affirm it. Like one of the perfect one of the examples that I always think about, like when when people is like, "Well, we can't support them. We can't support the organization." Is like, bro, how many Christians do you know that support uh, Walk for Life? You know how many how many Christians do you know that go support? Uh, and go out and go protest and walk with Catholics, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, like all these, these people are not Christians the way we would mm-hmm. define it at all, bro, at all. But what would they say? Well, there is a good cause. Like, like, well, you know, there, <clears throat> we should care about the, 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 the image, of, image of God in the womb, and blah, blah, blah. But bro, that is an organization that not, not, takes money and, and, and puts it places. It, is, it isn't just like, oh, it's like a charity. No, like it, it is like a political thing, bro. Um, and, and that's one of the things that people have against like uh, Black Lives Matter as an organization. It's like, well, you're supporting Democrats. There you go again. It, it's mm-hmm. that politi- political thing. And, 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 and then as, so, if the, as if the Republicans are any better. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's all, all about Supreme Court justices, but look at the, what Supreme Court's been doing. Mm-hmm. Not saying I agree that LGBTQ shouldn't be discriminated. Don't hear me say that. I'm not, let me make that yeah. very clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It should not be discriminated about at work, but it's funny. Those same people are like, well, you know, Republican was like, yo. Abortion's still legal. Everything's still legal that you want illegal. So what's the big deal? Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. So as 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 a movement, like th- there is there is things we we could relate to, right? Because, bro, I the sentiment is is there. The, you know, like people are fed up. Okay, people are fed up of seeing the same things, of seeing no change, and and um, there's a scripture right here that. That 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 it was in my head when I was thinking about this. It's in Ecclesiastes eight eleven. It says, "Because the sentence against an evil act is not carried out quickly, the heart of the uh, the heart of people is filled with the desire to commit evil." And you see that, like even in the Bible, like when when justice isn't given soon, then 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 people people fill up with 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 anger, bro. Yeah. It's like. This, this is why this is why you know um man i don't want to get into that but it's going to take me somewhere else but, <laughs> uh, but but uh you know like bro like people are fed up so i can sympathize with the 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 being fed up of of, of seeing the same things and seeing yeah. no change of, of of dealing with it i could get down with the statement black lives matter because doing it i could affirm that and i can say well when you say all lives matter you're kind of missing the point you're kind of I, yeah. I know you probably mean good some people but you know, black lives matter is just emphasizing that they matter mm-hmm. nobody says that all, all lives don't matter so black lives matter doesn't equal every other life doesn't matter it's just emphasizing or showcasing like yo like you pay attention to this like this is what Bro, you know, that's like going to a breast cancer. That's like to a breast cancer awareness wall, and they're like, you know, we gonna beat breast cancer, and there's a bunch of breast cancer, breast cancer survivors, and you know, people were dealing with it, and you walk in the middle and go, all cancers matter. Like, dude, what the? Leave, man. Like, of course, all cancers matter, right? 
Of course. Or, or if your house is on fire and the, the firefighters come and they start spraying your house down and your neighbor comes and say, well, my house matters. Bruh, but your house ain't even on fire. Of course your house matters. We're, we're dealing with the one on fire, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Some people say they can't uh, support Black Lives Matter as an organization. I can't even walk with them, march from whatever. I have nothing good to say about them. These are the same people who are working for non-Christian companies who are donating their money to Planned Parenthood and to other anti-Christian causes. Yeah. So it's like, well, by you working for that organization, helping them to make money, you're actually giving more financial support to these anti-Christian <laughs> causes and you marching and protesting Black Lives Matter. Uh-oh. So if you're going to be consistent, go ahead and quit your job, go work on Hobby Lobby, or go find get Starbucks. <laughs> hey, man, I don't think people yeah, want to hear that, though. Hey, 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 don't, let me catch, don't let me catch you with no caramel frappuccino <laughs> shopping at Target. I've been Target. I've been not catch you with nothing like that because they need you supporting non-Christian causes. Yeah. Because... So, yeah, exactly. Like, like we can stand and affirm as Christians that things about the organization are wrong. And I can say that. Yeah. Like, if if we say like, I don't know, what, what's Lamont? What's one of the things that you can firmly say I am totally against that as an organization that they they stand for? First of all, they're against the Western idea of the nuclear family of mother, father, and a child. I think I'm firmly against that because not having a strong male figure in the household usually will or statistically kids especially young boys will grow up they have a, a higher chance statistically to end up in jail addicted to different uh substances so yeah you need a strong male figure in the household preferably you need a father and us yep so things that are antithetical to the gospel, what, what, what that means is contrary to the gospel, contrary to our faith, contrary to God's law. Well, of course we're, of course we're against that because that is against God's law. Because mm-hmm. all those things that, not just Black Lives Matter, but any organization, anything that we're totally like, we we can take the good but spit out the bad and say yes, that is sin. People shouldn't be rioting. People shouldn't be burning down establishments. Uh, people shouldn't be like we could firmly say that is a sin but at the same time say but i feel that because i know people are tired and like even the scripture says if justice is not done quickly bro the the hearts of men become wicked you know people get heated you know what i mean like people want to act if somebody smoked your brother and the cops didn't do nothing about it wouldn't you have a resentment towards the cops Uh and if the judge like my that's yeah, man. So it would just just not do nothing about it. You would have resentment for that. So imagine that happening over and over and over and over again, and you living in this place. You you get fed up, and as fallen sinners, our natural response isn't we're not going to be like oh we should love our neighbors. Like no, people aren't Christians, bro. People are going to act in their sinful nature, act in their Adam nature. That's why the solution to all this is the gospel, because it speaks to the heart issue of all of it. You know what I mean? Hey, man. And like, you know, I, that, I, I think that that just goes right into the next question. Is the answer just to preach the gospel? Uh, uh, before, before, before we get into that, before we get into that, I have, to, I have something to say about this. So this is the area where... I have had the most trouble, right? 
within myself, this whole situation with the Black Lives Matter movement, the protests, all the rioting, it caused me to really self-examine myself and really look deep inside myself. Because I'm going to be real, I was confused, dude. Like, I mean, on one hand, I, I hear what you're saying, Lamont. I, I hear what you're saying, Jonathan. Um, I can appreciate the sentiment. I can appreciate the mission, uh, what they stand for and standing up against, you know, injustices and, and racism and, and all that stuff. I'm, I'm all for that stuff. And and I, I mean, 100 percent because I'm part of that. You know, I've I've had racism uh, towards me. I've You know, I, all of it. I've been called a beaner. I've been made fun of because I was darker than anybody else. I heard it all. But what happened? I went to a protest, right? Well, we all went to the protest. We all were there. Mm-hmm. Me, Justin, and, and Victor took our wives, took our kids. We were there. Right here in the city of Westminster. Uh, there was a march. Then everybody gathered at the Civic Center um, for the whole um, demonstration or whatever. Uh, there was all the police officers standing in front, the sheriff's department, all of them standing in front of the Civic Center. And then this uh, large group of people, you know what I mean? You know, I we got there. The guy was talking about you know everything. They did the demonstration where they lay on the on the on the floor with their hands behind their back for nine minutes and the moment of silence and all these things. People coming up saying how you know their brother was killed, their family member was killed by a police officer. And then it came to a point where the speaker turned around towards the police officers and started basically. Um, at first, he he just wanted wanted them to kneel down, right? And then he wanted a handshake, and then he wanted a hug, and and it turned quickly into an anti-police protest. So my problem right there is that's when I started feeling uneasy because I understand the anger, I understand the frustration, and I understand that people are sick and tired of seeing this over and over again on TV. I understand, and then when you talk about the depravity of man, they're demonstrated because they don't know how to unleash their anger in a, in a, in a correct way. So obviously they're going to direct it towards all police officers. So I understand that. But my whole thing was the hostility of it. And, and, and I hear what you're saying, John. I hear what you're saying. Like, of course, we, people are going to be angry. We're going to have be angry if, if a police officer kept on, you know, targeting my family. I'm going to have something against the police officers. And, and I hear all that. And this is the part that confuses me. And this is the part that I wanted to bring you guys on. So just to uh, bring these kind of thoughts to the table. I wasn't down with the way they did things. You know what I mean? I wasn't down with the way they just turned to the cops and said, you're the problem. Westminster PD honestly doesn't have that kind of problem where they're they're uh, uh, shooting people and they're treating people unjustly. I got pulled over, bro, not that long ago in, in March. Um, I had my registration was expired. I didn't have any insurance. Uh, this police officer could have taken away my car. He, he approached me and said, I'm going to do you a solid. I'm just going to get you for um, uh, the expired registration, which is just, just a $25 fee. Get it fixed. Present it to the court and you're good. That's how I'm going to get you. I could have told your car. I could have, you know, made your life pretty difficult for all, all these things. I could have gotten you $700 ticket. on. He, he, he approached me and said, I'm going to do you a solid. You know, I'm just going to give you for this and you're good to go. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I have some respect for Westminster PD because, um, you know, they've, they've shown some grace on me and several times, you know what I mean? So when I see these people come at Westminster PD specifically, I'm talking about just specifically, right? I'm talking about my city right here. Um, then they, they point the finger at them and says, you're the problem. You're what's wrong with this country. I say, hold up. Um, 
there are crooked cops and there is there needs to be police reform in, in this country i'm not denying that it definitely needs to something happens so that these things stop happening in america worldwide but to uh marginalize every police officer in america to say that every single cop is crooked or every single cop is wrong and just being anti-police in general that's when i had the problem and that's when i can't be like you know it's it's that's kind of the theme that I'm seeing with the Black Lives Matter. Not that I don't agree with what they're standing up for. Like you said, uh, uh, Lamont, you know, I thank God for them. Somebody had to step up to the plate. Um, I just can't, I, I can't, I can't be part of those protests and I can't, I can't uh, be identified with that movement because how quickly the hostility turns and kind of points the finger towards the wrong Direction. The police officers got no power to change anything. Yeah, they can within themselves, but what we need is police reform in general, and that needs to be taken up in 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 you know with policies and and take it to the the political realm and really make a change and and stand up to to the the, uh, the civil magistrates and and really demand change as a as a systemic thing. There needs to be a change overall. So. What I saw right there made me feel real uncomfortable. And I even called you, bro, Lamont, after that. I was like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm feeling real uncomfortable. I need some direction, you know what I mean? And you kind of put me on check, and, and you made me see things in, the, in a whole new light. But, you know, this is the kind of the conclusion I come to. You know, praise God for them. Um, I'm glad they're doing what they're doing. Uh, I just have a hard time just kind of, you know... Um, following them in that direction you know what i mean um honestly I, I wouldn't go to another protest or another march because just of the hostility that was shown you know what i mean so i mean this is why i said in the beginning if we can have disagreements or whatever but what are, what are your guys' yeah, thoughts on that i just want to let you know i agree actually with you uh-huh. there's a difference in what you said i can see all agree I can all agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like you guys were going to disagree for some reason. Okay, know. we all agree. <laughs> no, I actually 100% agree with you. I cannot bind anyone's conscience. I'm not the Lord. I'm not the Word of God. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm just a brother in Christ. Um, there's a difference between I see nothing good in BLM. I have nothing good to say about them. They're non-Christian, and they have non-Christian platforms. That's different from what you said, which is thank God for the good they're doing. Here's the thing, you even did march them. But you know, hey, <laughs> if someone came to say, hey, hey, yo, Lamont, listen, I'm very thankful for what they do, dog. I'm thankful that they stand up for your life and the lives of others, you know what I mean? And out of, you know, it's just so amazing what they're doing. But because of X, Y, and Z, you know, the hostility, the anti-police, I can't do it. All, all I would say is two things to that. Number one, God doesn't call you to do that. That's not the only way to do justice. Yeah. So for anyone saying if you don't march, you're not doing justice, mm. you have to stand on their mm. so Yeah, there you go. They're putting, a law on, they're putting a law on you that God himself doesn't do. Mm. So I, I would have no problem with saying that I don't feel comfortable. Yo, then don't go. And if it goes against your conscience, that's actually a sin. So listen to your conscience. Yeah. Second of all, though, is that, you know, uh, actually with the first part, I would say you don't have to go. Figure out what God is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe, See how God is calling you to do justice in this in this hour, you know, human history. See how God would have you to do justice in your local community, in your church, in your home. What does that look like for you? Mm. And I can't answer that. You can use the spirit of God that mm. indwells you. And then, you know, that's it. And the second of all, what some churches have done is said, hey, I can't market them. 
So we're going to plan our own. We're going to unite with other churches in the area, yes. and we're going to march ourselves. And we're going to do a distinctly Christian protest, like the BD Andy Weasley said, um, him and a few other pastors got together. So I would also encourage churches to say, hey, if you don't like the way they're doing it, then show them the better way. Mm-hmm. You know? There you go. But, but, but what I would say is this. I, what you did, brother, is that you critique them in a very non-armchair way. People love the armchair quarterback. Oh, why didn't Drew Brees make that throw? Why didn't Tom yeah. Brady? It's like, bro, you can do what half of what he does. Mm-hmm. Yo, lazy tip. Right? It's easy to do that. But when you know what you said is, hey, listen, I was on the ground. Hey, I thought deeply about these issues. I personally just can't do it. Then what I would say is, hey, that's fine. Let's go ahead and find some way to do it better. Let's show them yeah. how yeah. the church protests. Let's, let's lead yeah. them in the way of Christ mm. and show, them, show what it looks like when the church actually takes its place and leads people as the body of Jesus Christ on earth. Mm. There you go. I love what, I, I love what uh, D.L. Moody said, a, a famous uh, evangelist. I believe back in the 1800s, someone came to him and said, hey, I heard about the way that you evangelize, and I don't like it. <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, D.L. Moody said, okay, you know, thank you so much for, for sharing that with me. He goes, so how do you share the gospel? And the person said, well, I don't. He goes, well, I like my way of doing it better than your way of not. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, yeah, oh, so, there so, you go. So. And that's not, to, that's not to get on you, bro. That's not no, to get, yeah, I get you it. on the street marching. What that is to say is that if we're not going to do anything at all, then I like BLM's way of doing it, even with their anti-protest mm. and their, their, their their non-Christian platform. I yeah. like their way of doing it better than our way of not. Yep. There, there you go. There you go. Hey, there you go. Okay. That's good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. And, and bro, like, w- when it gets to those points, it's, it's okay to walk away. Like, you don't yeah. got to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't got to be there. Like, exactly. there's there's so many times, not even just with protests, but in my life, bro, like, like kicking it with, like, my my, my, my boy just got shot um, three years ago, right? And then I went to his funeral. And I was there, bro, with the homies, like, with my homies from, 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 like, my neighborhood and everything. Like, everybody was there. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows that I'm a Christian. But I went to this event to support my friend and my friend and his family. And I went and I was there because I supported the cause. But then when they started doing cocaine and smoking blunts, then I knew that it was time to go, that I could walk away. Because that's how they grieve. And I mean, they they grieve. <laughs> they grieve and they, hey, 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 homie, you better, you better answer your daughter. <laughs> hey, I can see the little pigtails the right there. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying, bro. Uh, I wanted to stay yeah. th- for the whole thing just to see how it all played out. I don't want to leave right away just be- just because something could have happened or something could have went down like that could have changed my mind or something. So I wanted to stay mm-hmm. to the end just to see how it all played out. So I didn't just leave just because, uh, although I wanted to, I stayed like, okay, let me give this a chance to see what, what the end result is of all this. So after they just left and they kept on marching, I was like, all right, I'm going to go home. Happened, it happened right across the street from my pad so I was like hey, I can walk from here you know what I mean so I, that's when I was like okay cool now I got to see firsthand what's going down here now I can have a, a more of an understanding of what, what what's going down right here so um the next question that we would want to go through 
Yes. We're, just, we're probably going to have to, you know, go a little quicker because we're going to be here all night, bro. Uh, yeah. So when the race, when the riots started happening, uh, I heard this from a lot of people. Uh, the saying, stop the rioting, distract from the focus of why there's rioting and, and looting in the first place. You know, if I say, hey, you know what, stop the rioting. And then I heard this, you know, people come at me. You know, you're, 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 you're distracting from the point mm-hmm. of why they're rioting. Um, what we, what, the, the saying stop the writing did, did that are we taking the focus of on the reason why they're writing when we say that any, any anybody can just jump to the play right now yeah so so repeat your question one more time you said basically when they write does that take away from the call no, when, when, we, when we say yeah, yeah. When, when we when we when we say that they shouldn't be writing it's, it's kind of like people are saying you're focusing on the wrong problem. You're, you're you're focusing on the writing where you should be focused on on on, on the person who got murdered. Yeah, I, for me, I, I I'm gonna side with Dr. King here, and I'm gonna say he goes. Uh, Dr. King goes basically. I condemn rashly. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up real quick because <laughs> I got it. Huh. I got it right here. Give me two seconds because what Dr. King says here kills it. And then I'll shut up because we do got to go faster. So. <laughs> yeah, my daughter walked in. Yeah. It's, it's getting, getting to that point of the night where I'm starting to shut down. Um, Dr. King, the other America, in 67, said this. And this is all I'm going to say about it. Let me say, as I've always said, and I will always continue to say, that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. I'm still convinced that nonviolence is the most potent weapon available to oppress people in their struggle for freedom and justice. I feel that violence will only create more social problems than they will solve. So I will continue to condemn riots and continue to say to my brothers and sisters that this is not the way and continue to affirm that there is another way. First part, second part, but at the same time, it is as necessary for me to be as vigorous in condemning the conditions which cause persons to feel that they must engage in riotous activities as it is for me to condemn uh, riots. I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. Mm. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice equality and humanity and so in a real sense our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay and as long as america postpones justice we stand in the position of having these reoccurrences of violence and riots over and over again social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. That's a whole episode within itself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hear it. I hear it. I hear you. I, I think that's something that um, that I can even see as a parent. I'm pretty sure 
for those of us that are parents, we could identify that when we see our children act up, do we just command, continue to command them stop or, or are we going to listen to our children? Because obviously it had to get to a point where they had to act out in order to get our attention. Now, even though we don't condemn, con- condone what it is they are um, acting out on, as far as like, for example, my son, he will slam a door or or he will get upset and and and, and he'll stomp and, and, and he'll be moody in a way. But for him to get to that point, I miss something as a parent. And so instead of me bringing the focus to just what he was doing, I as a parent, if I'm going to be wise, I need to first sit my son down and talk with him, ask him and try to understand why he's feeling the way he's feeling and how he got to that point where he had to act out. And I think, you know, going going back to even just everything that's going on, we also, in a way, instead of, if, 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 if our first response to the death of, of George Floyd is stop rioting and looting, we're looking at it wrong. We need to first seek to understand why it is this is happening. And even though people will go on to say, well, it's Antifa, they started it, but nonetheless, it, it happened. And nonetheless, even though maybe people will say Antifa started or or those white people that that hid undercover started, nonetheless, others joined in alongside. So let us first seek to understand the pain that was going on that would lead to them to even want to join in and in, in what was being um, being handled and in that, in that as far as rioting and looting. And then from there, let, let us then assess just as we do with our children. Okay, with, with my son, I'll say, you know what? This is not a way to take anger out. I mean, just even, even in the Bible, it's, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel these emotions that God has given us. But it's it's a different thing when we act out on it to where it leads us to sin. And so and so in that way, we need to reform. And not even reform. We, we need to demonstrate as a church how we are to go about handling situations such as um, what has been going on. Say that. <laughs> yep. Say that. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, man, this conversation can take a long, but um, for the sake so, of time, we just got to So now you've been moving on into our, uh, one of the questions I brought up earlier is, is our response as a church, is, is our answer just to preach the gospel? What is your guys' thoughts? I'll make a wager. If my white brothers and sisters who are so quote unquote pro-life, which let's be honest, the white American evangelical church is not pro-life biblically, they're pro-birth politically. Because the same babies that they want to save in the womb, they don't have anything to say when that same baby grows up to get gunned down in the streets. Mm. So, I'm sorry, the white American evangelical church is not pro-life, they're pro-birth politically. Pro-life is womb to tomb. That's what pro-life is. Mm. God is just as angry with children being slaughtered as he is grown men being slaughtered in the streets or lynched or, you know, you name a lot of other social ills. So God cares about the entire life. God cares about abortion just like just as much as he cares about um, the elderly and the poor being taken advantage of because that mm-hmm. still messes with the quality of life. So I'm pro-life. Holistically. Mm-hmm. Womb to the tomb, man. Um, and then actually to eternity because I want people to come to Christ so that when they go to the tomb, 
Mm. They'll arise one day to live in the new heavens and earth. So I'm womb tomb to eternity. But all that to say, if my white brothers and sisters are willing to stop fighting for abortion against it and just preach the gospel, then I'll just preach the gospel about social justice. <laughs> or I'll just preach the gospel instead of fighting for it. But they'll, they won't do that. They're still going to go to the March for Life. They're still going to have their pro-life Sundays. Why? Because they know that the answer is preaching the gospel, but it's also fighting for just policies and laws in society. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So why is it that they say just preach the gospel when it comes to racism, but not abortion? The reason why is because to a lot of our white brothers and sisters, black lives don't matter. They, 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 they want our black faces in the pew, but they don't want our black voices speaking out and disturbing their comfort, their comfortable, normative lifestyles and everything like that. They don't want us speaking out. They just want our faces and our, they want the faces in the pew and the money in the place. Mm. Mm, That's mm, why. Mm, mm. Not, not, not for. So, oh, go ahead, Lamont. I was going to say something, but go no, ahead. No, no, no. So, just, so, just the last thing I would say to that, too, is that um, if people, when they say just preach the gospel, I say, well, I can't for a couple of reasons. Number one, Reformed theology tells me that the second use of God's law is what Calvin calls the civil use. The civil use of God's law is what I call the social justice use. <laughs> that is to specifically the second half of God's law that deals with our relationship to other fellow men. It's, called, it's to be used to restrain evil in society and to promote human flourishing, a.k.a. social justice. Mm, 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 mm. Because human flourishing flourishes within a system of justice. It doesn't flourish when there's injustice. Mm. Second of all, God calls me, Proverbs 31, 8 through 9, to speak out for those who can't speak for themselves. So you're asking me to shut up when Jesus is telling me to speak. Do I listen to you or do I listen to Jesus Christ? I think I'll listen to Christ for this one. Amen, amen. Yeah. Now, now, for some reason, th- this topic right here has divided everybody. Everybody has one side, everybody has the other side. And then I, I hate I hate how, how everybody categorizes everybody. And some people say, well, well, Jesus was not a social justice warrior or Jesus was not this and and, and we're this and we're that. And By I the think- way, even, even though Jesus really was, <laughs> I know we say, oh, Jesus never did it. Exodus 3. He was the, he, that. That's the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, the angel of the Lord. And what did he say to the burning? What did he say to Moses? I have heard the cries of my people and I've come to deliver them out of Egypt, out of the out of the house of bondage. Mm. Jesus Mm-mm-mm-mm. was about justice for the Jewish people. Yes, Mm-mm-mm. yes. No, yeah, uh, I, I like that video that, that, you, that you shared about Matt Chandler because I think that he just says everything on point. And even that, I've seen a lot of people comment on there and, and people are agreeing, people are disagreeing. And But 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 Matt Chandler is on point. How, how he talks about you don't just preach the gospel. That's hypocritical to just say, just preach the gospel and not do anything about it. And and, and I love how, how the fact that he said you can't ignore the, the lives of three million people crying out. You can't ignore it. You can't do that. And, and that makes me think about uh, us... Our, our, our brothers and sisters who, who, who have been affected by this personally, that they're feeling the sorrow, they're feeling the, the pain. And it, it would be, it, I mean, it's so, I see it now because because I, 
there was that time where I was confused too. I, I didn't know I didn't know what was going on and everything. But now I see it's like, man, how rude is is it to say that and just ignore the cry of, of your black brothers and your black sisters on that topic and just say, well, just preach the gospel, but but ignore their cry. That 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 that's so wrong the way that I see it right now. And I don't know for some reason why that has divided everybody. No, just preach the gospel. Just preach the gospel. But no, take action with your faith and do something about it. And and, and, and just that scripture. Love your neighbor as as yourself. You love your brothers. Love your sisters, and 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 stand up with them, and stop categorizing everybody. I think when it comes to reform or Calvinism, Calvinism, we get too big headed sometimes, and we can't love the person next to us. We can't love them. And boy, you better stop. For, you better. I mean, you better. Bro, bro, you about that? Hey, you about that? Me speaking tongue? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, no. And I, I, I appreciate that call about that that you call when you called me because uh, that that made me ch- check myself as, as well. And uh, oh man, I lost my train of thought because I'm just so like <laughs> I'm just kind of up right now. But <laughs> but, but it's true. Bro, I, 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 it. Yeah, and and I love what you said. Is like I think people feel conflicted because people are pushed to to pick sides. Yeah. Because even that, mm-hmm. even even that statement, like every like we we probably triggered a whole bunch of people because of the things we said. <laughs> and I just said like um, phrases or quoted from, but even just like words, like social justice, people will flip. Yeah, because of whatever you know the, the terminology, but even just preach the gospel like in in if, if taking a face front like we wouldn't disagree nobody says nobody that the gospel is not important or we shouldn't or that it's efficient but what we mean by that we we like literally like politicize that that term because mm-hmm. we, we we mean something that word means something and that's why people I get it I get why people don't like using social justice I get it I get why people think it's wrong for us not to use it whatever um, but because of what that means so what what that means is that we yeah all we gotta do is on Sunday the, the pastor you have to just be up there and be faithful and yes there is truth in that I don't necessarily disagree with the, that's what the gospel preacher should be doing but as Christians, like God transforms your life, like the gospel actually transforms your life. So to to be able to have, to be able to treat people with respect and 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 um, love your neighbor as yourself, you have to first first have a right relationship with God, first re- be reconciled to your Creator, and then that enables you to 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 respond in love for neighbor. So you can't have one without the other. And that's that's my point right there, which is like, yes, we can. And if you want to say that you're, you know, you're working out your love for your neighbor isn't the gospel. Okay, there is a sense that I could agree with that. But at the same time, like we can't divide like we can't divide justification from sanctification. Mm. Like. They're they're separate, and there there needs to be a distinction with both, right? You don't get saved to be justified, you know. But but they're they're both standalone, but they are consequential. So because you are justified, then you do good works. But you are not good, doing good works because you're justified, or no, oh no, you don't do yeah. good works to get justified. We work so for salvation, yeah. Yes. So because we're Christians, we should fight for these things. That doesn't like, 
So when we quote the Great Commission, right, go out into the world and, and preach the gospel. But then there's a second part to it that people often just skip. What is it? Yeah, go out into the world. Them to obey all things that God mm. has commanded. Right yep. I, I think a lot of times pe- people miss that word. They 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 overlook that last thing that Jesus was saying before he ascended, and they also overlook make disciples. They see make disciples as preach the gospel to people, but making disciples is so much more than that. I mean, if we understood it from terms from back then, a disciple was somebody who was studying under another person, right? Under a teacher. So when it says go make disciples of all nations, we are to bring people to an understanding that we have and we draw them in and we are to live out this gospel that as as we are living the gospel, as we are sharing and teaching this gospel, people will then follow us, as Paul would say, follow us as we follow Christ. That, that, that we would live out this gospel, that they too would live it out and continue the chain down the line as far as making disciples. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, and I think you guys, you answered a question that we're going to ask is <laughs> why do you think mainstream white reform culture doesn't want to get into racism? I.e. John MacArthur, Phil Johnson, James White, Todd Friel, notice all Baptists, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James White, James White, John MacArthur, Todd Friel, all the Mauritians. I mean, I hate to say it. But yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, James White, the Confederate sympathizer, he's racist. I mean, let's just keep it real. John MacArthur uh, has said some stuff. I'm like, dude, I think there's think some racism, personally. Um, actually, James White, it's a, it's a fact. Um, yeah. Another reason why is because it indicts them. It doesn't cost, mm, I want the way I want to say it, but I can't say it that way. <laughs> it don't cost white evangelicals nothing to be anti-abortion. But it costs them humility, repentance, power, in order to talk about race because they know that they're indicted because a lot of them have been silent, negligent, or outright hostile towards this conversation that have, have actually contributed to the injustice. So why? Because anti-abortion is easy to be anti-abortion. It's very easy that. It doesn't uh-huh. cost us a doggone thing. But it costs us a lot. It costs us a lot. To be just for, for white evangelicals to look in the mirror and look in God's law and say, okay, I've been complicit, I've been negligent, I've contributed, I've been hostile. And as someone said, the oppressor never gives up uh, his power to the oppressed willingly. Mm. So that's the reason why. Racism in their own hearts, and because it actually costs something, and because they talk a big game, but they're not living it. Yeah, and these—I mean, I have—I have respect uh, for John MacArthur, uh, Phil Johnson, James White, and Todd Friel because um, I've listened to their preachings, their podcasts. I listen to Retro Radio and all that stuff. Todd Friel—he's a funny guy, you know. All—all all these things. James White—he when he's talking about you know um, uh, evangelizing to the Muslims and the Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, his debates, all that stuff. John MacArthur, you know, when it comes to theology and Phil Johnson, just speaking out against false teaching. All—they—they they all have their attributes. But when they started speaking about social justice and talking about the, straight up denying that racism exists, because they've done that, um, yeah. I felt real uncomfortable. Not even like having just, uh, not even getting to the just hearing them kind of like uh, downplay racism. Oh, bro. Like, I, I, 
These are the same dudes that I, I couldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to see them in the hood. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, you, you wouldn't see John MacArthur evangelizing to, to you know, South Central or right here in Santa Ana or anything like that. You wouldn't see these people really in the the broken parts of the city and bringing that kind of teaching. They won't do it. They can't do it. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's what I gotta say about yeah. that. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, there is something. There is something. I, I, I like that you point. And I like that you pointed out that you know you kind of jokingly said it, but it does have some 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 effect to it. Um, they, they are they are Baptists, bro. <laughs> like that does affect it. Like yeah, it really does. It really does because I, I was on like a thread one time, and it's like, how come all these Baptists are speaking about against social justice and like the reforms? You know. Capital R reformed, capital R traditionally reformed people haven't said a word about it, bro. We've been talking about it, like we've been talking about it, but we don't we don't talk about it like them. Mm-hmm. We we don't we 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 don't I don't we don't feel the need to go on a platform and and, and I don't know I I've, I've had faithful even my own pastor like well not another one I have right now but the one before. Um, like a lot of it, it was was ignorance number one because the dudes, yeah, ignorance, bro. Just because he, he because of my privilege, because there's the privilege because he grew up a certain way because he he never experienced it, so he never really thought about it. Like, and that was genuine to him. Like, it was just like, well, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I shouldn't, I, I don't think that was that's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. so there is there is a part where yeah, people can be racist. I don't deny that, and that, that there's people who are, but but also there is ignorance in it because, like you said, Martin, like if they've never experienced it, then they probably think it's not real or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna push back right there on two things. Number one, they're not ignorant. They've had people reach out to them to let them know, and they've chosen to remain obstinate in the face of evidence and actual voices of their black and brown brothers. Oh, no, no. I wasn't talking about, like, James White and them. I was talking about oh, like, my pastor. Yeah, my yeah. Bad. My bad. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Heck yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. yeah no, no, I was like, yo, homie, John the Presby. Nah, no, dog. I don't no. give a <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm not talking about them, bro. Yeah. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about, like, this is somebody that's a, my pastor, that's reformed, that it's in this world. Yeah. That he just, just ignorant, bro. But not only was, like, he ignorant of that, but even like evangelism, like so when we talk about just preach the gospel, like I'm like, okay, so how could we effectively do evangelism? And he had no idea. Like even just that, even just that, bro. It's like, okay, so how are we gonna preach the gospel if we have nothing to like know? So how do we get people in the church? But you know, so one thing I will say though, is that even though it's not right, I get why a Baptist might reject it because of their ecclesiology and their worldview. But us reform, capital R reform people, we should know better. And yet, historically, we've, we've sucked as well. So we ain't yeah. no better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. on the real, capital R reform folks have been some of the worst. Mm. Yeah. Sadly, like our boy Meiji, who helped the, what, I believe, form the OPC. Yeah. He was a segregationist. It, and, you know, extremely racist. So I'm like, at the end of the day, man, um, yeah, yeah, we can go. We can go to a lot. Divided by faith, and tell us the manual. Yeah, man, and it's it's crazy how our own brothers and sisters that aren't as theological, 
they're the ones hitting the streets and showing the love of Christ to everyone. You know what I mean? Tell you what I'm talking about, you know, you know, victory outreach or living where the, you know, I see them in the streets, bro. I see them out there. I may not agree with their theology, but I can appreciate how, man, they're there. They're in the streets and doing all that they can to, to show the love of Christ out there. And then that way I can be like, dang. Nah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> we 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 got the we got the mind, we got the, you know, the all the right words, all the right categories. We have all those things, bro, but but we we can very much learn from other traditions and other brothers and sisters that that actually with, you know, with little knowledge, bro, do like you know what I mean? Yeah, they just um, go. They just go, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but all right, we got we got one more question before we close. <laughs> we can go on for hours, like I said. But the last question that we have is: is how do we find racial reconciliation? Mm-mm-mm. That's gonna take. That's gonna take a long one, bro. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't believe in racial reconciliation. Mm-mm-mm. I don't. Uh, we need racial unity. Black and white Christians have never been unified in this country. Mm. There's a reason. Why, there's a reason why. I mean, you can't. I'd be like you going up to a woman, you know, let's say you're not married, you know, you see this fine girl, you know, when you walk up to her, you're like, yo, girl, let's reconcile. She's like, homie, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, 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 what are you talking about reconciliation? I don't even know who you are. Black and white Christians have been separate at, with no fault of African-Americans. And that's just, I know people are like, what do you mean? You're just being unfair. No, I'm not. There was a reason why the, the black church was birthed because of white racism. Mm. Because the white American church acted more like Satan than Jesus, the bl- black Christians had to leave and form their own congregation because they would, they weren't allowed to get baptized or they weren't allowed to take the Lord's Supper. They weren't uh, allowed to be with white Christians. Elders and deacons would literally be outside the church barring them from coming in or they would have to sit up in the balcony. So all or they were given slave Bibles, which had every passage um, about freedom taken out including the whole book of Exodus was removed. Wow. And, and that's yep. on display, I think, at the beginning of the Bible. So all that to say, there's never been, again, no fault. There's never been unity when it comes to um, black and white Christians. So we need racial, not reconciliation, we need racial unity mm-hmm. for the first time. But what's going to happen is that it's, historically it's been black Christians, even though we've been wrong, we've acted the part of Christ and have come to our white brothers and sisters and say, hey, we want reconciliation. We want unity. We want to be with you guys. And they still don't. The reason why there's still a need for the black church is because the white church still, the majority, a lot of white churches still deny the reality of white supremacy, of white privilege, yeah. of structural racism. So therefore, we can't go worship with them because we won't be shepherded. Because they don't believe that what we're experiencing is real, which is not loving. So we have to stay at our churches. Mm. So what we need for racial unity is for white people to have a serious conversation with themselves. Repent and then repent publicly towards African-Americans specifically and say, hey, we're willing to learn. And it's going to take more white people leaving their church and going and fitting under black leadership. Mm-hmm. White, a lot of times racial youth reconciliation means black people come leave your church and come sit under us. What's going to have to happen is that white people are going to have to say, hey, we need to go sit under black and brown and Native American pastors and teachers and learn from them. We're going to have to give up our power and sit sit at their feet and learn or and sit alongside them and learn. And honestly, at this point, it's not going to happen. So right now, I don't really think racial unity is really going to happen. 
Dang. By and large. I think I think some pockets are happening, some things are happening. Maybe God's spirit is moving right now with the George Floyd, but on the real, I don't see it happening. For a lot of white brothers, this is this is just a trend. Let, you know, let's take pictures at protests because that's the trendy thing to do. Mm. But when uh, when it's all said and done, a lot of these folks ain't about to change. I hate to say it, but just want to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. What? <laughs> yeah. Man. I mean, I, it's power thing, man. Yeah. They, they, they don't want to give us the power. Yeah. yeah. It, costs, it costs to have racial unity. And it's a cost they're not willing to pay yet. Yeah. Some are. Some are. We all yeah. know white brothers who do who, who are. Yeah. That's not an indictment of all of them. There's churches that aren't. But as a whole, I don't see a lot of white people really. They say they want reconciliation, but they're not willing to. They're not willing to put that work in, man. Yeah. They're really willing to put that work and have that serious conversation with their people and with themselves. It's ain't gonna happen right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it all goes back to um, kind of like the the birth of the nation. That the whole film. Um, they're gonna have to um, let these people. They're gonna have to in order in order to be that unity. Uh, there has to be like, that giving up of power, how you said. And God forbid, you know that we have you know a minority uh, leading uh, a white church or whatever it is that may be. You know what I mean? Uh, it all goes yeah, back to that mentality. It does a good book to read on this it's called The Elusive Dream by Corey Edwards, I believe, a mm. black Christian sociologist, and it's called The Elusive Dream. The power of race in interracial churches, mm-hmm. and how even the multi-ethnic churches still act like white churches. Yeah. And when people of color, uh, our Latino pastors, and, you know, um, black pastors, start to really be themselves, a lot of the white members will leave, and it becomes a predominantly black or Latino church at that point. So mm-hmm. you know, it's same thing. I ta- it's same thing I teach with evangelists. When you share the gospel and you turn the law on someone. They get uncomfortable, so they try to hurry up and run to the gospel. But it's like, nah, pump your brakes. Before you can go to the gospel, you gotta first let the law do its work and see exactly why you need the gospel. Mm. So many people want to jump from, okay, 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 let's just get to the gospel. Well, no, we gotta let the law do its work, and it hurts. But if we want actual, it's like when you go to the doctor. When you go to the doctor or the dentist, if you got, if you need a filling, they don't just give you a filling. They gotta drill in, mm-hmm. give you a couple shots, drill in. Drill out the decay and then fill your tooth. What if you're like, Doc, Dennis, just go ahead and uh, give me that filling. They're going to be like, no, we got to do the hard work first and then give you the filling. Mm-hmm. The white American church wants the filling without having the decay rooted out by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would I would even add, too, yeah. that that they want the filling done, but they need the shot so they could get through the to, to that, that, that process. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. A lot of... A, a lot of People, even though the, the bridge should be the blood of Christ, a lot of African Americans and Latino Americans have said, hey, we're, we're, we are the shot. We will hold your hand in love and walk mm. with you. But then when we try to, there's some resistance at times. Say that. Say that. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's like, here's the thing. You're either going to, you're going to get the decay removed. Do you want the shot? AKA, do you want us to hold your hand and walk with you or do you not? Either way, the decay will come out because God has promised that he will finish what he started. Yep. So you yep. first take the shot, listen to your black brothers and sisters and your, your Latino brothers and Latino sisters and listen because either way, you're going to get you gonna get this decay filled out or removed. You probably should take the shot. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah. 
through this whole process, I thank God, man, for the sovereignty, for his sovereign will and, and how everything has just been playing out, man. Because I'm going to be honest, I learned I have been learning a whole lot these past yeah. couple months, mm-hmm. um, even just coming through this, because this, this is something that I never even thought about touching on or even looking into. But because as things have played out, I, I by the grace of God, I, I have been learning more in this area and I have had to change my views on certain things. And, and, and you know it's only by the grace of God that he is doing just that as you mentioned that that he is seeing to it that that he is perfecting us through um sanctification he is sanctifying his church that that we would be coming to that point you know racial unity and man it's all God's grace yeah yep I mean I would I would say just to add to that um I would just say that that we talk about just preach the gospel we talk about white evangelicalism as a whole but yo like what we really need to do as a church is actually find the right gospel like most people that we put in white evangelicalism don't know the gospel bro and we this is something your podcast we we've talked about like most christians don't even know the gospel bro like Mm -hmm. really a true gospel, the church, you know, we're not even talking about the world. This is the church. If we're going to talk about the church, got to deal with the problems of the church. Well, the church doesn't even know the real gospel, bro. And like, even the people who do know, right. That quote unquote, like this people or the people who we align with, right. Still still needs to create like gospel community, like gospel. Um, I, I heard, um, just Justin, you were talking about this. It's, it's not just it's not just going to church, but it's discipleship. It's that process of discipleship, and and um, like this is something that we, I think we as minorities bring coming into like the reformed churches. This is what we kind of bring because we kind of bring something that hasn't really been historically there, and 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 we naturally have this sense of community, this sense of you know outreach, this zeal, mm-hmm. this something. Something we bring something to the table, yeah. And whether that's like I don't know something about our ethnicities or the way we grew up, I don't know, bro. But we need to preach the gospel and know what the gospel is, know who, what, what 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 Jesus did, who God is, how we reconcile to Him, and then how that works out, how that plays out, the consequences of that, the communities of that. Because I could say my church, bro, preaches the gospel absolutely every Sunday. But we don't have community, bro. We don't. Even in the just basic things. And I think before we start trying to change the the whole world, we got to change that. Mm. Because like Lamont said, when we come in, right, when we come in and we try to say, hey, like, you know, I I noticed something and maybe we could do this this way. We're like, oh, yeah, we like you being here, but, you know, you don't. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it as a session, you know, like, we'll. Yeah, we see your problems. Like you have, you know, you have really good problems. But like, we're gonna talk about that. You know, I I think a good so example. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think a good example um, is a movie that that came out in the recent years, Power Rangers, right? And when they first formed together, yeah, right, they all try to play each other's parts. And so when 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 they're all suited up and 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 they're getting ready to battle they're not able to function correctly and they're doing incorrect moves. And we see this even in, I don't know if you know Voltron in, in the cartoon one, even them too, when they, when they assemble together, 
to fight off the bigger threat. They can't because they're trying to play each other's parts instead of actually seeing the scriptures, seeing that we are different parts that make the same body and allowing each other to perform what they need to do, but do it in unison. As the, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to look to my right hand and, and try to make it do what my left foot should be doing. Huh. We need to allow each other to play the role that God has given us and that we should be able to do it as a, as a unified body under Christ. And that we should learn from one, one another, not try to force the other to do what needs to be done from a different part of the body. And I think that's something, and I hate to sum it up as, as being just the, the white reformed or the white people, because unfortunately it, 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 it goes beyond that even too. But we need to allow each other to bring what we bring to the table. Just as you said, Jonathan, just as, as, as we all have our different backgrounds and our different, um, as we're different, as we're educated in different areas, we need to allow each other to bring these things together that we may learn from each other and that we may be able to, to grow and, and act in, in unison, unified under Christ. Just as when we see the Bible, you know, um, different books, we don't see it as, as, as different books set aside from each other. No, we see the overarching story that points to Christ. And, it's, and it should be the same way in the church. That, that, that when we all come together, you will see that we all point to Christ. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and I, I like what you said earlier, Justin, um, about having to change your views. I think uh, we're just as scared as that. As how Lamar said, the grace of God scares us. <laughs> having to change our views, having to admit, you know, I was wrong about this, and now I need to learn and do this. Um, that's something that I think when that starts to happen, uh, then we can go into racial uh, unity. That was yeah, that's always that racial yeah, unity. unity. Um, yeah, has to sometimes come to to admit you're, that we're wrong, we've been wrong, and uh, to change a certain view that we thought was wrong that we held on to. The de- deconstruction yeah. is uh, one of the hardest things to do. <laughs> yeah, so no, uh, yeah, I mean, we are, we all have to remain teachable. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Well, once once we say uh, that we know it all, uh, that's that's when no one should listen to us. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we don't. You know what I mean? And so yeah. So so yeah. Man, yeah, we we <laughs> we got to go back to the gospel, bro. Yeah, um, exactly. I think just as Christians, like we 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 preach the gospel to ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. As as a church, we got to go back to that, back to that, because Jesus dealt with. Um, Reconciliation to God and man, bro. Like mm-hmm. we gotta go back to that and learn that again because we yeah. forget it. We get caught up in, you know, these arguments. Mm-hmm. Like pick a side. What what policy are you for? What party are you for? And like we we just go back, bro. Like Jesus has dealt with this. Jesus de- has dealt with 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 amnesty between between brother and brother, sister and sister, genders, uh, multicultural differences. Everything, bro. bro. That's, He's dealt with that, bro. That's something that the the whole choosing side thing. That's something that the world is dealing with. That's not that's not Christianity. That's not something that we as Christians should be like. Oh, I gotta choose this side. I gotta choose this side. No, we're supposed to be different from that. We should be distinct and and bring the correct response, not just picking it at a side that the world tries to implement on us. Like, mm. oh, Repu- Republican is correct and Democrats are are whack. Nah. It's, it shouldn't be like that. We as as a church should they come in. And, <laughs> yeah, we, we should come in and say no. The answer right here is founded in Christ, and until we can bring Christ in the in the picture, both parties are wrong. You know what I mean? 
The, 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 the are, you, are, you telling, are you telling me that Donald Trump isn't the second messiah? Ah, uh, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> Nah, it, bro, Donald I, Trump isn't the second Messiah bro, Just bro. as much as Obama wasn't the second Messiah Oh, I, First of all, how <laughs> dare you <laughs> Yeah, they want to go there I'm all playing, I'm all playing I almost got, de- I almost got deported in, in, in Obama's reign Hey, bro. hey, 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 bro Hey, hey bro. That, that's just real Hey, oh, hey, bro, my, my family was Hey, able- hey, 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 someone, someone edit that out Get NSA trying to look, you know <laughs> hey. I'm like, they're like, who's this? Who is this brother's name? Johnson? <laughs> no, I'm good now, but I'm good now. Hey, no, hey, no, hey, no, hey, but on the real, yeah. man. Martin, my bad. No, no, I, I was, I was gonna say, my family benefited from from the DACA Dreamers Act. That's all I gotta say. You know what I mean? But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm about that, man. And on the real dog, um, it does come back to the gospel. The gospel is that there's only one person who's 100% right, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, the same one who lived, died, and rose for us. And the gospel also calls us to, in love, confront the racism and white supremacy in the church. The same way that Paul confronted Peter about the mm-hmm. fact that, yo, you are no longer eating with the Gentiles because of the Jewish Jews here. You and what do you say? It's the gospel. She goes, You are not walking in step or in line with the gospel. Why is the god why is racism and white supremacy, specifically in this context of this nation, why is it such a terrible sin? Ultimately it's horrible because it's, it's a distortion of the gospel. Yep. Mm. When Peter was was not eating with the, his Gentile brothers and sisters. Paul said, yo, you're not walking a step with the gospel. In other words, by your life, you are denying the very gospel you proclaim through life. For hundreds and hundreds of years, the American evangelical church, specifically the white evangelical church, have denied the gospel that they've preached with their lips, and it's time to see them both preach it, but to also live in step with it when it comes to the issue of race in America. And that's the result of just preach the gospel right there. Hmm. Hey, pre- hey, preach the guy. Go- hey, here's the thing: preach the gospel and then live, then yep. live according to mm-hmm. the law. Yep. Live according to the law, which is yo, preach the gospel and then let the third use of God's law, right, to lead us in obedience to God. Amen. Let's go ahead and let's obey the commands of God. Jesus says, "You love me, you will keep my commandments." Mm-hmm. And what is the great commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. For how can you love God if you don't? Who you can't see? If you don't love your brother who you can't. And then we can even see that example too when Jesus goes on to, to share the parable of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. When we understand the history of the divide between Samaritans and Jews, and even even the, 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 the one who he was talking to could even go on to say, who who was found righteous or who's who's the one that did correctly the he could even theological he could even you know say I mean? the samaritan he said the one whom showed mercy mm-hmm. so basically it's there's a officer kneeing uh kneeling on george floyd's neck and a christian comes by and says ah i just need to preach the gospel hey jesus died for you repent and believe and then you have a black lives matter protester coming and saying hey stop Who's really the good neighbor at that point? Is it the, the Christian or is it the BLM uh, protest? Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's some real stuff. That's some yeah. real stuff. Um, 
Yeah, man. Like, I, I, yeah. No, I was gonna say, like, like we said before, we could go on forever. Yeah, man. man. And we've been going on forever. So, I mean, I, I just, I, I just, <laughs> I just hey, I, I appreciate both of you guys, Jonathan and Lamont, for coming. You know, on here and making the time and just having this long conversation with us, man. Um, the conversation is not over. We're still going to continue, you know, seeing things happen. And, you know, we pray that, you know, in God's sovereignty, that God's will will be done. And ultimately, that's our hope that God is sovereign overall. Things are working out according to his plan. And let us let us obey him. And word and deed, and let us continue to to be those vessels of justice. Um, he, um, Reverend Rudy put it like this: Why do so many people want to be the mouthpiece of, of God, but they don't want to be His hands? You know what I mean? Uh, let's continue to be both. So let's let's be those hands. Let, let's be those feet. Let's be those mouths, and let's let's show what what Christ has done in our lives. Through our works and our actions and deeds, you know what I mean. Um, so, you know, gracias both of you. Go check out uh, Jonathan on For Christ y Cultura. You can find them all on all podcast streaming uh, platforms, along with his co-hosts Gato and Sway. They bring some good, solid contact to the table. They just got down done with the, the the worship thing that they had going on. Very edifying episode. You know what I mean? Lamont. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram. His phone number is not nah, just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Now Lamont has some good stuff on 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 Facebook. He does oh, his yeah. Facebook lives and very edifying stuff, man. So uh, gracias to to both of you for coming on. Do you guys have anything anything to say, Justin Victor? I think everything that was needed to be said was said. And yeah, man. I agree with I agree with everything. So this is Reform Raza. Go ahead and send your rebukes to reformraza@gmail.com. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Question, comments, concerns, or rebukes, man. Uh, reformraza.com. You can check us out right there. Uh, send us an email. Send us a comment. Um, check out our episodes right there. We're on Apple, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, and you know. Uh, yeah man hope I hope this episode these episodes were edifying and made you think a little bit differently mm-hmm. uh, maybe you changed your view maybe you didn't maybe you unsubscribed maybe, maybe even caused you to <laughs> but maybe caused you to look more into these things yeah for real you know whatever yes. the case yeah. may be uh, I know for me it caused me to examine myself and I, I just pray and I hope that the listeners will also examine themselves as well mm. um, so until next time this is Reform Raza we do this to glorify God through the edification of the saints a rato vatos peace later
get to safety when you're urban dodging bullet like you hate to drink a bourbon pick your poison who gon' get your boys in blue or triggers pointed to by kids who want your shoes they shooting us back to back to back to back excusing they blast with black on black is whack but abusing the badge is just as bad as choosing the package trap and cap your own habitat we used to fear being dead or in jail but in jail is you were in the heaven or hell now these cops just want your head when they tell shot at the stop or found dead in your cell that's about as bad as it got for sandra make them casket plans when cops say hands up we got our hands up don't shoot they say put them cams up don't shoot Come, they only get it when we turn it to the loud ones Riot in the street, hit a crowd come, crowd come Ooh, They didn't listen to the protest, care less about a hashtag Black lives matter when the blue lives murder, oh yes And you wonder why we that mad, but I'm supposed to just shut up and play nice Stay silent when something ain't right, pay homage when police save lives But remain quiet when they're killing us in broad daylight Off the handle in the park, Tamir Rice Got Philando in his car for tail light Explain being choked to death, you won't garner an answer, won't hold my breath You ain't gotta agree, this is my opinion I'm just hollering, please can we stop the killing, whether Cops on the beat or get shot by a G on your block Cause you shopping the kilos It's not a feeling any mother should feel That's why the father said thou shalt not kill It's good cops, I'm just looking for balance Can we stop hashtagging caskets, please? Lights flashing behind me Light flashing at light speed